you, you rearranging the house or what? <laughs> yeah, I got some things I got to do here. All right. So how you been? Good. All right. Good, good. Been busy. Didn't uh, go to AMS, huh? No. We let uh, JR and Thomas make the ride, and then Damon went with them also. Oh, yeah? So they had three in the van, and they're going to squeeze everybody into one room. So. Oh, boy. Um, Damon's getting the floor. Yep. Which he doesn't mind, so. Yeah. Um, but then if I would have went, then we would have went to two rooms and I, I had to do some stuff back here and, um, yeah, it's good. Um, well, best of luck to the team there. Is, uh, Mayfield there? Yeah, we actually have Mayfield, Spencer, and Cavalry, and the whole gang. Wow. They they do a little something different though with um, <clears throat> with that with that race where it's like a you can get there today and practice, but then you can't practice on Friday. Uh, so today's so, Thursday. Can't practice tomorrow. So what do you do tomorrow? Well, uh, no. If you practice today, you can't practice Friday. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like penalizing you for practicing today. Well, yeah, what it is is it gives you the option. You can either practice on Thursday or you can practice on Friday, but either way, people get one day of practice. Ah, so it's trying to keep it fair. Yeah, that and if you can't make it in as early as some people, right? then it doesn't hurt you. And then um, if you can make it in early... You know, and you just want to run early. That's you can do that too. Yeah, you're not going to get any extra days though. So yep. actually, I think I might like that. It has been popular. I think it's fair for those guys that can't get there, you know, Thursday. So. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, actually, I was uh, Mayfield had texted me earlier today asking about something, and I was, you know, I, I thought he was already there. You know, he's asking me like kind of specific questions and then finally i was like all right well how's it going he's like well i'm not there yet i'm at the airport (laughs) (laughs) oh let's see i thought you were there well so that's not bad so is the guys running today or are they just waiting until tomorrow to practice like uh, Jr. and those guys. Those guys are already there, right? Yeah, Jr. and Thomas are there, and I think what Thomas decided to do is he was going to uh, run one of his cars today, hmm. and then that way, uh, when the when the other guys run tomorrow, um, then he can take video and photos. Yeah, and so kind of works out. Yeah, I makes think. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> I think it makes sense. Sounds good. Um, you have to send me the info on this guy then if you want to get him on the horn. 
Okay. And uh, what is he ready? Yep. All right. When does that start? What start? Oh, football. What's Kirby talking about here? The 49ers. I really think, I don't think the Lakers are going to do anything, bro. You don't? Nope. I don't think they're getting anybody. All right. Um, then magic will be gone. Alabama manufactured shootout. LiveRC.com coverage. Um, they have LiveRC set up, I believe, and it may be uh, a camera, a stationary camera, and practice and qualifying. And they'll probably move the camera during the mains. I'm not sure. Uh, Thomas will be there, and I think he's going to do – he'll have a moving camera uh, doing Facebook Live. So so catch it on J Concepts. Hit the notification button so you, when you so when they go live, you get a little notification. You can hit on that, watch the videos. That's what I do. Though I didn't have time to watch his live video from today, though. I was real busy. Actually, I – I didn't either. I was kind of messing around and doing a bunch of stuff, and I saw it pop up, and I was like, you know, I'll kind of check in later. And I mean, I like honestly, I like on the track. I I don't when I watch um, at home, I kind of wait for the track to get good, then I start watching because ah. like just just to see like at the the beginning when people get out there and run a few laps and the track's not broken in yet it's yeah um, kind of pointless it is hmm. i was watching uh the asian fever from malaysia malaysia you know i haven't watched it but uh i mean I know Ben Panic was over there racing. That's and... right. He's the fan of the show, Ben Panic. I was like, hey, I recognize that name. The other names, hell, I can't even pronounce them if I tried. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even know who those guys were, but I was like, Ben Panic? I know that guy. I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, he's he, he pops up at a lot of those type of events because he's, I don't know what you want to say, local, but, um, you know, he can get there, I think, fairly quickly, so... No, where does he live? Over in uh, Singapore, right? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. hmm. Yeah, it popped up in my YouTube feed, and I was like, oh, hey, what's this? And uh, I guess I subscribed to whoever was uploading the videos. And uh, they were doing, they would do like, you know, walk in the pits and stuff, and they're interviewing guys, and a lot of the guys you couldn't understand. But uh, then, then there was Ben Panic, and I was like, cool. It's always cool when I recognize a name from the show. Yeah, it's yeah pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes it, you kind. Of, then you kind of have like a horse in the race. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. I was checking it out. I checked out one. Anytime they upload a video, I was like, huh, well, check this out, man. Yeah, so it's 
you know, there's been some stuff going on. Like you said, where AMS is going down, and uh, and we're only a couple way, a couple weeks away um, from the uh, the summer indoor nationals, which is that hobby action in Arizona. Ooh, Mayfield territory. Yeah. Um, a lot of good racers out there, guys getting better. Um, it's a good track. Everyone likes it. And, you know, our race is obviously kind of holds its own importance for certain reasons, but then uh, the Nationals is about a month later. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So, you know, guys are using our race not only to win to win it and, you know, for every other reason you've run a race like that, but then they're also using it to warm up for the Roar Nats. Hmm. So kind of like a two thing in one. Yeah. Kill two birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I think it, I think that race is going to go great. It's going to be successful, and then uh, the nationals there will also be successful. And then I think people will probably be okay with kind of getting uh, getting out of that that mode for a little while, and then getting back into some eight scale and building up towards the worlds. Mm. Yeah. The worlds. <clears throat> yeah, I mean it's Mayfield's gonna get revenge. He needs some revenge from the Roar Nats. That's right. Kinda. Kinda um, painful. We had a question about that. Uh you wanna explain that real quick? Um He had a twenty five second lead, flamed out. Um what was the question again? Why did he drop the six, right? Yeah, a, essentially the the guy was kind of like, <clears throat> you know, hey, he had such a big lead. Uh, I mean, I can try to find the question exactly, but um, I, I might as well read it exactly. He was wondering if there was a flame out rule. Um, I forget where even the question was. I think it was on your post somewhere. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, here's what he said. Um, Watching the semi, it seems like Ryan missed the loop during the confusion. He was up 25 seconds, and that's roughly how long the incident took. I'm not a nitro driver on the national level, but it appeared to me if he should have been right with the leaders instead of sixth. <clears throat> so, well, what what happened is where Ryan flamed out was about he was about two seconds from hitting the scoring loop, and where he flamed out on the track, they bring him back to the pits, but he doesn't score a lap right there. So even though he had made it, you know, 95 or 98% of the way around for a lap, <clears throat> where he flamed out was before the loop, and then he doesn't he didn't get counted for a lap right there. Oh. So so uh, had he flamed out um, after the loop, and then they brought him in and 
and fired him up, he would have been probably on the same lap. Mm. And so instead, uh, where he flamed out, he basically had a really long lap. So that whole lap that he he basically basically did a free lap. Yeah, he ended up wasting 30 seconds because where he flamed out, he was only two to three seconds away from the line. Jeez. So it basically washed away that 30 seconds that he had already spent out there yep. making that one lap. And um, so the, the idea is the way they do that is you're not, you know, if you flame out and you don't make it across the line, it means you didn't make it across the line. <clears throat> so in your car has to be refired in the pits and then it has to leave pit lane. So you never get counted there. So that lap time, instead of being 32, 33 seconds, it ended up being a minute and 25. So even though he was up 25 seconds, um, on second, I think he was up 25 seconds on second. The only reason it was close at all is because he was so much, he was up so much time on fifth place, which I guess was Billy Easton or somebody else. And, um, yeah, I mean, if he would have had one more lap, he would have made it by Billy and he would have bumped it. He would have been in the main. Um, Hmm. but there was only like two laps left and he made up a ton of time. Um, trying to get around Billy and honestly he drove a couple good laps <clears throat> knowing that he had to pass Billy it's not you know some people kind of freak out and you like crash more but he actually drove really you know pretty calm considering what was kind of on the line right there you know he knew that he that uh, he was kind of screwed and Billy actually got really lucky because he hit a couple pipes. Like he pushed wide in the dust and hit a pipe, and the car almost turned into the pipe, like, you know, that corrugated tubing. Like the car will sometimes catch and then turn right into it. Well, his car, it was on the outside, and his car rubbed against it, and I thought it was going to go right under the pipe. <laughs> and And he rubbed against it, and it never... He never got caught, and I was like, oh, man. I mean, Mayfield got a lot closer, but it was, like, still not. Yeah. Well, you might as well uh, give Doug a call. All right, who you got coming on the show here, Jason? Doug Welker who is the um, kind of the track uh, like race director of the Trigger King uh, monster truck racing uh, group, you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the monster truck, RC monster truck world, what's kind of popular is they almost have like, almost like clubs in a way. And like this, uh, this track, you know, these, uh, these clubs, if you will, um, you know, they run month races like once a month okay. and, um, you know, they try to get their crew, the people out there and, and, uh, new people to gear up and, and, and get into it. And 
and uh, race with them. So it's a little, it's a little different, you know, than some of the other stuff, uh, because it's almost like you run as a group and there's a bunch of these groups around, um, cause it's like, it's not like off-road racing where it's like somebody opens a track and then, um, you know, you just got people coming in and, uh, you know, this is like, you don't have like a permanent, so much a permanent location. They do have a outdoor track that they go to, uh, quite a bit and they race out there in the dirt. Uh, but you know, they can move this stuff anywhere, you know, they can run anywhere. Yeah. So you could, you could say, Hey, we're going to have a gathering in the Walmart parking lot, you know, if they let you <laughs> and, um, and, and, and you could have an event out there because they have, you know, you have all this, the jumps and borders and equipment and to, to run a race, you can pretty much do it anywhere. So it's like, so you announce where you're going to race. And, uh, so that's what, um, so he's the race director there. He works with a couple guys that, um, you know, they all work together trying to do this and they have a, you know, it starts off, you got a passion for it. And, and, and these guys are a little better at it than a lot of the groups cause they have a really good, um, background and photos and video and they're also really connected to the real monster truck scene so they have a really a nice image from that standpoint mm-hmm. online and uh, facebook and website so they have nice logos and nice photos and video and uh, their youtube channel does well people watch this stuff on youtube that you know can't race or they want to get into it and they have a lot of successful videos on YouTube yeah, with just uh, with races. So yeah, their channel is great, it's fantastic. Yeah, so they kind of they put their races up on there, kind of like so, almost like you'd see a, a, a regular monster truck race in a way. Mm-hmm. So it's like they don't just tell you the winner, you know, when you open the video. Uh, you have to kind of watch it to see who's, who the winner is. So it's almost like a show. So I think people tune in for that, and uh, you can watch. And uh, you know, of course, they have the same type of guys that uh, that run. But um, you know, this type of and we'll get into this more when he's on the show. But, yep. uh, but that's essentially that's one of the things he does. Uh, he also works as a contributor to Big Squid RC, which is Big Squid's been around a long time. But they're like a, um, you know, they're one of the popular websites that was out there. Kind of do reviews on cars, and um, they've done, um, you know, basher stuff. Um, um, you know, they they review a lot of that kind of thing. Big squid, you're a squid. Yeah, squid. it's a. I know it's a it's, but it is a popular, definitely a popular site. Hmm. And he also runs the uh, what was the event, the monster. Uh, yeah, this is a, a new event coming up that is going to be a first annual this <clears throat> year. It's called the King of the Monster Trucks. King of the Monster yeah. Trucks going to be in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, and, and the connection, the connection here is 
being in St. Louis and um, Bobby Chandler, who works, uh, who's the owner, the owner of Bigfoot, Bob Chandler. His son is Bobby Chandler. Well, he's involved with this Trigger King RC, and he is obviously very connected to Bigfoot. Um, and in uh, one of the original videos uh, back in the 80s, and, and we'll let Doug talk about this too because he knows probably more than I do, but one of the original videos back in the 80s that Bigfoot sold was called King of the Monster Trucks. Oh. So, um, you know, so you have the Trigger King name, mm -hmm. then you have this tie-in with King of the Monster Trucks, so uh, uh, tie-in with the Bigfoot, uh, being in St. Louis, Missouri. And so everything kind of tied together. The King of the Monster Truck sounds like a good name, so that's the name for this this new event. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. I see the theme here. It appears to be monster trucks. There is a monster, uh, yeah. Doug Welker coming up. I can't do the funny Doug Welker. Yeah, I guess I just did. I, I had to. Con <laughs> I considered that too. Yeah, I thought we were supposed to. Hello, Doug. Hey, how's it going? Gotti Junior here with Jason Rona. What's up, buddy? How's it going? All right. You are live on the air, Radio Impact right. Podcast. Okay. Sorry if you guys hear any thunder here in the uh, in the background. I'm actually. Crazy weather here tonight in St. Louis. So it's like right. 70 degrees. It was 100 earlier. So yeah, what? pretty crazy. Yeah. Wow. Dropped 30 degrees. Dang. Yeah, around that. So and the sky looks like it did. So it's just uh, crazy stuff here tonight. So what's going on? Mm. We're just uh, checking in with you. We got uh, wanted to get you on. I know since our as we were up there doing the open house, I was uh, writing some stuff down and. Um, you know, we've been having some tra uh, off-road track owners on the last couple shows, and mm -hmm. thought we'd jump over. Thought we'd jump over to the monster truck side, and you know, get to talk a little bit about what uh, what you guys do with the Trigger King. And uh, before you came on, I kind of uh, briefed Gotti a little bit. Um, he, he noticed there was a monster truck theme. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I actually do come from the uh, yeah. racing scene, though. Believe it or not, the RC race, the, the traditional RC racing scene. I just have, I've been heavy into monster trucks as well. Oh, okay. So yeah, well, that's kind of a, you know, a good. That's kind of what we do is start uh, with people, just kind of uh, start at the beginning. You know, give us a little intro, how you kind of got into RC, and then kind of getting to where, uh, you know, where you're at with the. Uh, doing the stuff with Big Squid and then with the Trigger sure. King. Yeah, so um, I'm my my years are a little bit fuzzy when I started into it. It was 92 or 93, I guess, because I'm 34 now, so I was around 10 years old, I know, give or take a little bit younger than that. But anyways, I started racing with a Traxxas Hawk 2 at a club night, mm. uh, carpet racing, actually, mm. and racing against – they had like a kids' league up there, so – I'd be racing against RC10s, all kinds of crazy stuff. There were even a couple of kids up there that had quad busters, and that was fun trying to race stadium trucks against quads on a tight carpet track, just get <laughs> run over. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun, though, back then. But, um, 
Yeah, I kind of got out of the hobby for a little bit after racing for a while, and then I got back into it with the monster truck boom that happened in the, you know, the T-Max, that whole craze. I got, like, mm-hmm. heavy into all that stuff with the independent stuff, and I actually, I raced uh, my uh, T-Max for a while. I had, you know, one of the crazy Supermaxes that was all aluminum out, had a bunch of stuff on it, and um, then when Truggies kind of became the thing, you know, went to Arena Truck, I once again kind of got out of, of that portion of the hobby, so... Got back into it when the Slash stuff happened, and that's when I got into, like, 17.5, you know, buggies, um, the four-wheel drive stuff. Uh, pretty much I've done about everything except for A-scale, you know, Nitro. Um, but I've always been into monster trucks, though, on the side, like hardcore into full-scale monster trucks. And, you know, I got my first plot buster in 99, I guess is when it was, and started modifying it, you know, just to, to play around with it. And there was never really, you know, here in St. Louis, it's funny because it's, you know, like a monster truck mecca of the full-scale stuff, but there really wasn't many people. There was, like, no scene for that, you know, back then. So it was just play around with it. I bring it out to races, you know, and people are like, oh, wow, what is that thing, you know? And uh, it's funny with the Clockbuster, I started to work for Bigfoot in 2004. I actually went up there one day. I was 19, and I figured, you know, they had a an ad out for looking for a monster truck driver. So I figured, you know, what the heck, I'll go up there and try. And they <laughs> laughed at me, you know, because – <laughs> like, okay, so do you have any mechanical experience? I said, well, no. Do you have a commercial driver's license? Well, no. And, you know, it was, it was kind of funny. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I had, there's no reason they would hire me. Um, but then they're like, well, wait a second. We have an opening up here in our, our showroom area where they sell T-shirts, and they were doing kids' birthday parties at the time. And uh, Bob Chandler Jr., Bob C. Chandler, was the, uh, you know, he ran the showroom, and that's who I run Trigger King with now. And it's funny because in my initial – um, interview up there, we actually were talking Clodbusters because he's been into them forever too. And, you know, never thought we'd eventually have a monster truck club together. But, um, you know, the RC monster trucks have kind of been around me forever, I guess. I blew my first Bigfoot paycheck on a TXD1. It's the first, uh, oh, wow. the first <laughs> big job. I mean, as a 19 year old, it was the first full time job I had. So, yeah. And I was living at home. So, of course, I had, you know, at the time, I saw big money there with an actual paycheck. So it's funny because my Tower Hobbies order history, that's when I started my account, the first payday at Bigfoot. And it's pretty <laughs> funny looking back whenever I order stuff that I can see that's what I ordered. The TXT1 with all sorts of stuff with it. But, um, wow. yeah, so, I mean, that's, I guess that's kind of how I got, you know, really started in it. And the the whole thing was starting a monster truck club. I never thought, never thought I'd do that. I got heavy into the scaling stuff, you know, the rock crawling in like 2010 and there was no one to do it around here with. So me and Chris Blank is his name. Oh, sorry, you're going to text. Uh, Chris Blank is his name who he's another guy who helps me with Trigger King. And, uh, if any of you guys, you know, uh, follow us on YouTube, he's the guy that has all the orange trucks and there's nobody scaling around here. So we're like, okay, let's start a crawling club. And we did that. And we wound up, you know, just by, we, promoted the heck out of it we wound up you know going from four guys with the first run to like six months later we had like 70 people on the trail run we're like okay you know there's something here and that's kind of how i got started with big squid is i was holding a mud bog actually a uh, scale mud bog and crawl and big squid came out and tim moore and cubby they uh you know two of the editors they're the longtime guys they came out we're shooting pictures and we just started talking you know and it, it wound up that a couple months later they were looking for a scale guy and I figured, you know what, what the heck, I'll try writing. I can do this. And, yeah, it wound up I could shoot pictures, which was good. And uh, I could write a coherent sentence. So 
Uh, I was hired as a scale guy, and I was big into that for a while, and we eventually transitioned, though, into uh, monster trucks. That's pretty much what – and then once that started, we got hardcore into it, basically. Me, Bob, Chris, uh, Danny Mass, who's a – he works at Bigfoot as well. Uh, Josh Rhodes, who I met at Bigfoot. Uh, pretty much everybody I, I met through Bigfoot, which is – you know, it's funny that it's all the full-scale trucks, but so many of those guys are into the RC stuff too. And that's kind of how we all came together was just from the time at Bigfoot, you know, not everyone worked there, but everyone would come up there, you know, just kind of ran in the same circle. So that's a, that's a long-winded version, I guess, of how I got to, to wherever here at the club. I was talking to Gotti a little bit about it, and I was mm-hmm. telling him that it's a little it's a little different because there are a lot of these uh, monster truck clubs. I don't want to say a lot, but it's a little different than, like, off-road racing where somebody has a track and you go there and sign up, and it's – yeah, <laughs> you, you you feel like you run a little more as a group, in in a sense. Like you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's almost like when I <laughs> like when I watch the show. Uh, what's the um, the show on Netflix? The uh, with the the biker show. Like the um, uh, like a biker build show. I'm not sure. I know what you no, mean. Like, no, the, the clubs. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're you know you're more in a club. Yeah, and, uh, the sons of sons of anarchy, where oh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, the the sons of yeah. anarchy. It, it reminds a me a little bit of the club. Well, yeah, I mean, but maybe we can make it cool. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it it reminds me a little bit of that because. Um, you know, people, you kind of run together and everyone says, yeah, yeah, we're, you know, where do you race with? Oh, I race with Trigger King or I race with these guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's, yeah. um, you know, and when I started off-road racing, there was a lot of, there was a lot more of that club atmosphere mm-hmm. um, because the tracks were in a park. So, um, oh yeah. So, you know, I was talking to Gotti a little bit about that and, you know, I was telling them that, you know, really, you guys could race anywhere. Uh, you could just say, hey, you know, we're going to have a race, at, you know, at so-and-so. And then people, you know, that race with you guys could come and, and they could go anywhere. Yeah, it is weird like that, how you can't, you wouldn't, maybe I guess parking lot clubs. I've heard that parking lot racers used to do that back in the day. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you're. As long as we have our obstacles, we have something to transport some obstacles around. We could do it in someone's driveway. We could do it at a you know at a monster truck show on the floor. I mean, clubs do that, mm-hmm. and um, it's it is weird. It's like a nomadic thing, and it's yeah. I mean, having raced you know, as far as our club goes, I think I'm really I'm one of the only ones that have like I guess traditional RC racing experience where I've done that. You know, been a part of a bunch of clubs and done a bunch of different surface racing, and it is so mm-hmm. much different. The only the only thing that's like I guess close to the atmosphere. I don't know if either of you guys have ever done any dirt oval racing. I would guess probably not, but I was actually big into that. There's a pretty big scene around here in the Midwest for, um, you know, sprint cars mm-hmm. and, and modified. I, I had a yeah. blast. I can, that was almost fun, more fun than monster truck racing to me. Um, mm. but it's kind of that same weird pack mentality to where when one club goes to another track, it's like you roll with your mob and everybody. It's just, it's just <laughs> funny how that, you know, it's uh yeah it's that pack mentality it's way less you know having raced in a couple of big off-road races i mean nothing like you know the caliber with you guys um but i've done some of the 
smaller national type things. And it is so different. It's like, I guess sort of everybody's for themselves. Um, I mean, that's not totally the case. Of course, you got your friends and everybody like that. Or sometimes you do have like, mm-hmm. your, you know, your sponsor teams or whatever. But it is, I don't know, monster truck racing is weird like that. That's part of the appeal, though, to me. I mean, it's, it's, um, it is bizarre. I mean, that's actually one of the reasons, too, I was intimidated to even do monster trucks at first. Because we started the club. Trigger King started as a joke. Um, we were going to race mega trucks. We were just going to put big mud tires on trucks and just have fun with it because that's when mega trucks were getting popular, you know, in real life. Right. You know, down in Florida, mm-hmm. Florida and stuff. And so no one was making parts for them. And we just figured, what the heck, you know. So we started cutting up tires, big clod tires to make tractor tires and stuff. And we would run them on what was available as monster truck chassis. And the name Trigger King came, Danny, Danny Mass, he named it for uh, the Throttle King series. is a full-scale the Trigger, the uh, Mega trucks, I'm sorry. Throttle King Mega Truck Series. So we thought it'd be funny just to call it Trigger King. You know, it was a, it was a <laughs> joke for pulling trigger and whatever, just rip off the real megas. And the guys were like, you know, because we weren't really getting any turnout for that. There's, I mean, you want to talk about niche. That was really niche back then. We were filming some yeah. of it, trying to put it on YouTube to try and get, you know, to get some of the um, people to do it. But we had like four trucks for, but that was it. We'd have eight on a good night. So it's like, this is we're just breaking our backs for nothing. So finally... Um, talk us into doing monster trucks. And I was intimidated to even try doing monsters because of that pack thing. I knew all the clubs around the country and it's like, man, I'm intimidated to even try and do that because I figured it'd be a nightmare with rules. It turns out it was, but a lot of fun and everything with it too. But yeah, it's um monster truck racing is weird. It's a weird thing to outsiders too, you know? Yeah. You know what? The thing that I noticed uh, being around it a little bit is, um, you know, when I started off-road racing, like I said, there was a club atmosphere where mm-hmm. you had, you know, when I raced in Orlando and then we raced in Tampa and there were two different clubs and people knew where you were, like where you were coming from. Like they say, oh, here's mm-hmm. the guys coming over from Orlando or the guys coming over from Tampa. And, and mm-hmm. um, but when, well, when everybody got together, like the Orlando guys would like cheer for the Orlando guys. You know, and then <laughs> yeah. the Tampa guys would cheer for the Tampa guys. But, and and I can see that a little bit when I go to some of these RC monster truck races, where the people that race with certain people all the time, they will cheer for the people that are they're familiar with. You know, mm-hmm. or yeah, I race know that's how we. Them. Yeah, that's how it, I know. If whenever there's a national race, I know we root hard at the St. Louis guys. Of course, we want you know. We want our guys to win, and I know if anyone, whenever someone races with us, I know I know that they want to win, and their guys want them to win too. So yeah, it's like a a bragging rights thing. It's it's pretty cool. It reminds mm-hmm. me of sort of like a street outlaws vibe, right? Where yeah, you know, it's not exactly like that, but yeah, it's your you want your crew to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. So you know, you you got into. Um, you know, you, you did the Bigfoot thing, and then you, you started mm-hmm. with the, the Trigger King. So when when you got going with Trigger King, when did you think that – when did it really start um, becoming, I guess, more consistent or something that you guys had to do every month or have a schedule as opposed to it, just winging it? It's uh, – yeah, I guess it, the weird thing is we almost – we're like, I guess, sort of successful with monster trucks right from the beginning, just because we have the Bigfoot connection. 
And mm-hmm. our first monster truck race, we did outside just to try it out, right? And that was just out there. Um, it's actually where we have our track now, but at the time there was no track. It was just us out there. But then right away, Bob uh, Bob Chandler Jr., you know, who works for Bigfoot, um, he's like, no, 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 let's race here in our showroom. And so that right away, we're racing at Bigfoot, you know. So that right away gives it a lot more, I guess, legitimacy. You know, if yeah. most of us are used to being in the shop. So it's funny that, I, you know, I guess you take it for granted. It's like, oh, well, we're racing at the shop. It's just an open space, you know. But people would drive in because they're racing at Bigfoot. Like, you know, that's, yeah. we're racing around monster trucks in the showroom. We're like, yeah, let's just, can we move that truck back out of the way? You know, it's in the way. Yeah. And um, it's just, it, and that's when, you know, YouTube helped us huge. I mean, that's that still blows me away. We just hit 23 million views um, just recently on it and hit 30,000 subscribers, and it's, that like never ceases to amaze me that people want to watch toy monster trucks. I mean, we never in a million years thought that that would be successful with it, but um, it's that, that, I mean, that's a big part of the success too, I guess is just, we try to have, since we started, we try and promote it like a real monster truck promotion. Even I mean, mm-hmm. we don't take it serious like that, but we try and we just thought it'd be fun to do that. And that has worked, you know, it's, it's helped us grow, I suppose. Um, but yeah, we're in a pretty good place now. I think we're, we're, you know, we got a lot of guys that help out with things and, um, our races are weird how our events are like such a small part of this stuff, like editing video and all this other stuff just takes so much more work than the racing actually, <laughs> at least for a few of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what I noticed is it, you guys, you know, you do a one day race, but then it's about what, two and a half plus weeks, um, in sort yeah, of we like try and convert the footage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we try and do that, and then you know we got all the photos and everything. I mean, we do it overkill. We know that, but it's fun. It's fun to do it that way. And I know the racers all like it because you know I used to be annoyed whenever um, you know I always have good paint jobs on my short course trucks. Like I'd always do the, especially when the short course came big. You know, I loved all the classic Baja paint jobs and everything. And so many guys in the club with all these cool trucks, but. No one had pictures of anything. It's like you didn't know this stuff existed, <laughs> and it's it it yeah. drove me nuts, you know. And um, that's why it's just promoting that way, shooting pictures of all the vehicles. You know, all these all these guys. That's the one thing with the monster truck guys. And I know racers do it too. But man, some guys spend a lot of time on their builds. You know, crazy chrome pieces, yeah. aluminum, machined everything. I mean, paint to the nines. And um, so it's fun. It, it works to shoot the trucks, you know, and shoot the pictures and everything. Because even people that really have absolutely no interest in monster trucks whatsoever can at least appreciate, you know, Hey, that looks pretty cool. Well, that's what I've found is, you know, obviously we got Ryan Mayfield on our team and um, Mm -hmm. he's obviously a big off-road racer. He's the current world champion. But when I show him the monster truck stuff or he come came to our shop, I mean, he just plays with it the whole time he's there. He's like, Hey, can we put a battery in this thing? And I'm like, Nope. You're not driving it. <laughs> you take this thing outside. That's funny to me. He, because he just he's gonna go outside and destroy it. Like, <laughs> because that he because he's kind of he's a basher, you know. Like he, I mean, he's yeah. a hardcore RC racer, but he actually is one of the guys that likes playing with the cars. And um, that's so it's like you know, he he wants you know he wants all that stuff. So you know he's like always asking me what to get and you know he he wants to build all the stuff but he you know he goes to so many 
races that you know he doesn't really have time to build. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I mean it's his job. <laughs> so, yeah, he's... yeah. So I think that's yeah. Um, but it, but it has a lot of appeal. I know when Trevor Adamo comes out and <clears throat> in California and brings his monster trucks to the Reedy race and stuff, and he sets them out. And I mean, people just play with them the whole time. They sit there and play with the truck and ask them all kinds of questions. And <clears throat> it just has a cool look to it. And um, them having a lot of the trucks anyway, having the real truck bodies still mm-hmm. means something to people that uh, we talk to at the races and they do relate to it and there, there it's, is an it's attraction important. there. And I think what's so weird or unique maybe about with the RC monster trucks is how close they are tied to the full scale trucks. So many of the guys running replica bodies know the guys who own the real trucks or are friends with them, or in some cases they even run RCs with them. And it's so, yeah. it's, it's interesting how so many big, real monster truck events have a RC component to it now. I mean, look at Vegas, the world finals, I mean, almost everywhere, or even the, you know, like the grave digger shop hosts the, um, that really big race they have out there and like Dennis and, you know, Ryan and them are out there, uh, you know, the Andersons enjoying it with everybody. And there's such a, a cool camaraderie. Like, you know, I've raced RCF one before. You're not going to see F1 drivers <laughs> around, around that. No. It's just, uh, you know what I mean? It's, and I know there's there's got to be some bleed over with some other, um, you know, some other uh, forms of RC racing. But I haven't I haven't seen it like the monsters where you just have the full scale guys completely involved with it when they can be, or sometimes all the time, anyways. So uh, it's mm-hmm. always fun when we hold, you know, when we host races and if some of the national guys are in town for tour, like whenever Barry, you know, Barry Masauer, if he can race with us, we try if we try and hold races around the the big guys if they come in just so they can race with us because mm-hmm. it's always a lot of fun. We would love to get yeah. Cody Seltier out sometime um, to race with us. Mm-hmm. I know his – all the all the Monster Jam guys are so tough anymore because the schedules, they just they run those guys, you know, into the ground pretty much, so it's tough to uh, to line up stuff with them. But, yeah, it's, I, I love how there's an interaction with the full-scale guys. It's, it's a lot of fun. So when you do um... – you know, we do the you do the Trigger King events. Uh, they're mm-hmm. they're usually all once a month, right? Yeah, we we try and do once a month. And then you'll kind of bounce around, but you've been doing a lot on the the dirt outdoor track recently. Yes. So explain a little bit what the difference is in the the different classes that you have uh, that you race consistently, and then you know, kind of racing on the dirt, I guess. Yeah, so, I mean, the newest thing that we've been doing, which is the oldest thing, is the mega truck. We started doing mega trucks, uh, but mud racing just presents so many challenges logistically. For it's hard to work on the track to keep it, you know, the good mud. Actually, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's tough to do that. And then cleaning the trucks out is just, um, you know, for for two minutes of fun, it's a lot of work for that. That's why I know a lot of clubs don't do it. Uh, but they're starting to, which is cool. I'm seeing some now around the country, you know, not, well, you know, Jay Concepts, you guys offering the, the tires, which was a long time hang up, you know, the equipment to run these things. There are more guys doing that now, but a mega truck as we run it is basically, if you've got a four link suspension and solid axles, you can do whatever in it. I know there's one of our guys has a, a crazy dual trans, it's a single transmission, but with a dual motor, dual brushless thing, it sounds like a lawnmower when it's driving. It's uh it's crazy. So the whole, 
kind of excess is the whole point of that class. But then, you know, the pro mod trucks are the big modified, you know, like clod busters and shaft trucks, which um, single brushless or dual brushless, but guys are running like three fives in some of them, you know, censored setups, which are just <laughs> ludicrous of power. Uh, the We run a sport mod class, and I know that there are other, some clubs around that are doing it, which is a brushed class. The whole point of that is just to kind of get the crazy power out of it so you can, you know, it's a little bit closer racing. It's not as expensive. It's easier on parts, and it kind of keeps it looking somewhat realistic, you know, where the trucks aren't pulling all the backflips and everything. Um, but so that's uh, – we use 17-turn brush motors, which is – that's pretty cheap to get those. For 15 bucks, you can have a motor. Even a clod buster, which takes two, it's, it's relatively cheap. Um, but then yeah. the, the classes that get the most questions are the retro classes. And – those are weird because it's, you know, people ask, well, where can I buy one of those? Well, that's a, it's a tough question for the old school trucks. Um, so we have a, a retro class. We call it outlaw just because there's, we kind of run hotter motors than some other clubs did, um, back when the retro mm-hmm. thing got started. But the whole point of that is you set up trucks to look and act like they did back in the eighties, early nineties, you know, with the stiff suspensions, the cool old, mostly pickup truck bodies, you know, tons of bling on them, um, you know, fake blowers, all the, all the crazy stuff like that. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, we're show, show is almost as important as we go. And it's tricky for those. A lot of guys use stock clod busters just cause you can, it's easy to modify, but, uh, you know, we, we started to have guys do some really wild stuff with 3d printing, um, you know, with, uh, like to create the very old, like 1970s style monster trucks with the 48 inch tires and, um, tanks. We're going to be racing tanks actually here soon with, uh, modified <laughs> Kyosha blizzards, which those are fun. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys have ever driven, driven the tanks, but, um, yeah, the stick remotes, those are fun to do. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a rundown of classes really. We, we also do run a tough truck class, which is, we haven't really got a lot of traction in that, but we run those Tamiya CCO one, um, I call them scalers. They're not really scalers, but, you know, they don't have much suspension, but they do look real and they act real, and we jump them off the monster truck ramps, and they bomb around and break and everything, kind of like you'd see the halftime intermission at a real monster truck show when you have, you know, the local yokels out there in his Jeep Cherokee with leaf springs jumping the monster truck jumps and breaking everything. That's kind of the point um, of that class. So we try and just model it after what you would see maybe at a real, you know, at a real event or different eras of a real event. Kind of like yeah, most I mean that's. Yeah, I mean I think it's and it gives people a kind of an option as to you know what the different classes are that they can mm-hmm. you know kind of see themselves and how they how they fit in I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh you know we have guys that run every class of course with multiple trucks in each, but then there are the newbies when they come out normally only have one truck. A lot of times like the sport mod where it's cheaper and easier because you can. You know, you can get like an Axial SMT10 and modify it without spending a ton of money, and you can do it. And, you know, sometimes they come out and they'll just race one or two, and that's kind of it. Monster truck racing's not for them. They just like the scene. But then the other guys, they get hooked, and all of a sudden they've got a bunch of stuff. And then they've got thousands of dollars sank in their, you know, their big pro mod trucks and all this other stuff. So we always kind of have this floating group of people that you got a couple guys that dabble, and for every couple that dabble, you got the one guy that really sinks his teeth into it. That's kind of how we grew that way. So, uh, and then kind of before we get into some of our or the other questions I have, uh, sure. talk about a little bit with the big squid stuff and uh, you know kind of what you had going there and 
and what Big Squid is kind of all about. Yeah, so again, I started with them in 2013 um, as a, uh, a freelance writer. I would do the Friday scale column. That's when I was heavy into rock crawling, and it's scale rock crawling more so, not the comp stuff, but you know the actual SDX tens and those kind of trucks. And um, I would write the Friday thing, just kind of what was going on, you know, aftermarket releases, just opinions on some different things. And uh, eventually, I started getting involved in the reviews. I don't do that as much as some of the the other editors there, um, but especially if it's like a scale truck. I'll head up those reviews, and the, the Big Squid uh, reviews are pretty crazy. We, I mean, we kick the crap out of the vehicles, and uh, the reviews get nuttier and nuttier as you go, basically, until the end of it where we, we'll drive them off a house and other crazy stuff to see if they break. So those are fun to do. It's always fun to, you know, just, just get to bash something as hard as you can. And uh, I did the scale column with the reviews for around five years, which is crazy. It's longer than I've held a job at any one company, actually. <laughs> And, uh, but then I recently transitioned to monster trucks. That's all I'm doing now is monster trucks, writing about monster trucks. Um, I'll pitch in for various reviews, of course, if anything. Uh, but I have a monster truck madness column now uh, for them. So they've been good to work with those, um, you know, hard, hardcore bashers. I mean, those guys, almost all of them are nuts. Tim Moore was a, uh, I know a pro racer, but, um, since then he's, I mean, he's huge into bashing now as well. So that's kind of the mantra there is just kick the crap out of everything and see what breaks and write about it. Mm-hmm. And they, they've had a lot of success over the years because people turn to them to, uh, to look at that type of stuff, right? Like, you know, the, the durability and all that type of thing, right? Yeah. And it's, it's more of an informal thing, right? Like I know, it's interesting with the whole media thing, right? Because people all, always want to say, oh, the company's paid for this, the company's paid for that. I've never talked to, uh, well, outside of you, I suppose, but I'm not, I'm not, you know how that goes. That's for monster truck business. Uh, I've never talked to anybody <laughs> at another company even, you know, who, oh, you need to give this a certain review score. No, and uh, Big Squid has been great to where they don't pester me at all. They let me do whatever because I've, I've told them for the longest, if I, you know, when I started there, if I have to write about anything or, if I have to do something a certain way, I wouldn't do it. You know what I mean? So it's been nice to where, um, you know, it's, it's editorial freedom, I guess. There hasn't been as much as, you know, people want to accuse if something gets a good score on something, oh, your favoritism for this brand or favoritism for that brand. It's like that's not, you know, that's not how that's not how we play. It's certainly not how I've ever played any review I've ever done. So it's, uh, yeah. it's fun to get to do that, you know, and not have to worry about the repercussions that you hear of, you know, in some industries, I know some media members from um, the automotive industry, and yeah, that's um, the whole the whole other discussion for the pressure the manufacturers, you know, put on things. But um, yeah, so Big Squid's fun, and uh, yeah, I've, I've transitioned pretty much to just all monster trucks. Monster trucks have totally consumed me at this point, so it was tough for me to want to talk about anything else, really. <laughs> so on a, a day-to-day, you know, you say you got. Uh, you know, you're doing the Trigger King stuff, you do the big squid, mm-hmm. and how about what's, uh, and then obviously you, you have a real job too, right? Yes. Yep, I work for um, Midler Brothers Machine and Tool. It's a, uh, a manufacturer of a bunch of racing equipment, basically, and we have a, a NASCAR team also, a NASCAR truck team. So uh, I'm involved with, you know, it's, I've been involved with racing somewhere or another for, I guess, quite a while now for the full-scale stuff, even though I'm not a mechanic per se or doing any of the stuff with it. Uh, I actually do marketing for them, graphics and web. Um, I'm a web developer and uh, I work with their e-commerce store. 
shoot videos, do a bunch of stuff uh, back for Midler Brothers. So I'm actually the marketing manager there. So, uh, and they're they're based out of St. Louis, and um, it's, uh, I get to work with some other monster truck people for them too. I know Dennis Anderson called the shop to get some equipment recently. There's a you know it's it's pretty cool all the people that um, that come through there. Pretty much it's on the hot rodders, uh, street outlaw guys, a lot of guys buying fabrication equipment from them. So yeah, I'm I'm around you know the scene I guess one way or the other. Pretty much all day, every day. Whether no, it's no, no matter no matter where you turn is some kind of gearhead, right? Pretty much, yeah. Now it just might be a smaller gearhead than not. Oh, it's funny that, that you know up there I have some of my trucks on display up there on my desk. I'm always or you know at like lunch I'm always wrenching on stuff up too. And uh, whenever people visitors come to the shop, man, they always have to come by and oh man, what is that thing? You know, is that a monster truck? What are you doing up here? <laughs> that that kind of yeah. stuff. And um. I was actually big into RC drag racing for a little spell, so I'd always have my funny cars up there. And uh, that, that by the way, is a blast. I don't know. Well, I know Jay Concepts recently <laughs> did some of that, those cool street bodies, but um, the uh, I'm a, I'm big into drag racing, uh, nitro drag racing. I love it. And so when the Traxxas Funny Car came out, there was a local club around here that we we raced those, and that was a blast doing that. But um. Yeah, anyways, I think I've done about everything surface except for battleships, which is like the one thing I want to do with the bilge pumps and the uh, BB guns and all that stuff. Oh, wow. I've, I've definitely never done that. i got to check that out. That's got to be on YouTube. It I know, I know Fred, Fred's done boats. Fred's done tugboats because his dad, that's how it caught him in the RC, is his dad uh, was doing the tugboat stuff when they – uh, in, in the early '80s, and uh, so Fred's really? done boats. Yeah, hmm. that's yeah. I've I've never really done boats, but I know that I've seen those battleships before. Those guys who put those bilge pumps and everything—they look awesome. I've I have no clue how you get into that, and I probably don't need to get anywhere near it. But that's like the one thing in RC I'd like to try at this point. Can you take somebody else's <laughs> battleship down? I, I apparently how they work, I guess, is they, you know, if someone's listening, he's going to say, this guy's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And that would be true because I really don't know. But, yeah, they have, like, actual BB cannons. You sink the other guy, and then you rebuild oh. them, patch them up, and they have built, they have bilge pumps. You should look it up on YouTube. I got this, is total, this, is, this is totally you, Gotti. <laughs> this is. I mean, it's like turrets and stuff, not just like a, you know, it's, I have no clue how you build them. I don't know how any of this stuff works, but it's it's pretty cool. And these things are like as big as canoes. Some of them are, it looks like. So, yeah, I have oh I have no clue how one gets into that, but it's always been on my bucket list at some point to do that. I think I found it it's under and, Battleship RC War. I, I can so, only imagine what's on there now. Then, it's been years since I've looked for it. And then the reality is you get to tell somebody you sank their battleship, right? I mean, that's... yeah, I I guess. <laughs> I guess that's the competition, like a last man standing, like a battle royale or something. I don't, oh, I don't dude, know. Here's one sinking right now. Oh, this is awesome. All right, you guys can continue. I'll check this video out. <laughs> He's just going to watch YouTube. So <laughs> I, I, I'm going to ask some questions here. Uh, yeah. And you, you probably bumped into some of these already, but um, Chris says, what is the most difficult but most crucial component of a sport mod or pro mod to dial in? So I guess he said, what's the most difficult component to dial in on those two trucks? I it's Monster trucks are weird, and they're not a fine tool. Like, you know, racing a 17.5 buggy, right? I mean, you can relate how that, you know, your setup, how much that could just change things totally. Monster trucks are more like a brute force type thing. 
I don't know that there's something super tough to dial in. I mean, suspension, of course, your shocks. I mean, I'm always I'm messing with shock, you know, your spring rates and your oil and everything on it because that's that's a crucial thing on them. But really, even with the tires, it's not like racing regular off-road to where you're always swapping tires around, you know, for a given surface. Mm-hmm. You pretty much you kind of roll with what you got for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I so I would guess suspension uh, gearing, though, is big. I mean, especially in a class like Sport Mod where – you want to gear it really to the edge of blowing up. I've, I've, you know, I've blown up a couple of mine. I'm trying to, to figure out what is the sweet spot for it. So, I mean, I guess gearing, yeah, gearing or suspension, just your shock setup. I mean, the rest of it, there are variables, but it's just not, um, you know, like uh, in 17.5, any kind of, I keep going back to 17.5 just because I had a lot of experience with that, but you know, you're moving your shock position and everything, just changing your camber, all that stuff. There's just a lot of that doesn't really exist so much in monster truck racing which actually is kind of nice to me because i could get lost in the setup stuff it's more just kind of grab it and go but um yeah gearing <laughs> gearing and shocks for sure so danny asked what's your favorite trigger king truck and why well it's gotta be one of mine i guess right uh yep i my nuclear banana truck i love that thing that's my pro mod i've got a five five uh uh, Grobner brushless system in it, so I can do anything in that truck. It's uh, and it's an Axial SMT10. It's a lot of fun to drive, and that truck. It was kind of funny because everybody in the club was like, "Oh man, those Axial SMT10s, they look all right, but they can never handle the abuse." And I've mm-hmm. actually, with the exception of this last event, I busted a steering rod on it. I've never broken anything on it. Now, I mean, I've upgraded some stuff on it, of course, but you know, I've never pulled a shock out. I've never, I've never, you know bust the cage like some thought would happen, you know, because it's a plastic cage on those where a lot of guys are running, you know, the plate design, the uh, aluminum mm-hmm. plates on the side are carbon fiber. My truck's pretty much plastic for the most part outside of the transmission or whatever. And, uh, yeah, so I, I love that truck, My uh, the, the banana, as it is. And I'm always – I don't like running replicas. I'm weird for the most part. I like uh-huh. to have my own names on the trucks because I imagine it's my own truck. And, well, I mean, it is my yeah. own truck. And, <laughs> you know, so some guy – it's so that's – that's a funny thing to talk about. And I know some of my friends are so hardcore. They hate the truck. If it is not a replica, it's like garbage. Right. And it's, it's funny, which makes me like to run my own name even better because I like to hack people off. It's more fun with that. So mm-hmm. there it's, it's funny how there are different guys with that that don't want to run replicas. And there are guys that that's all they want to run is replicas. So, uh, yeah, yes, Danny, it would be, it would be my nuclear banana truck. So then we got, uh, Another question from Chris, which is a good question here because I think this is something you alluded to earlier, but what components do you have to upgrade on an Axial SMT10 for it to be competitive as a pro mod? So that's something that you actually do have. So, um, you know, what type of components do you have to have, I guess? I've got three of those trucks with a the fourth on the way at some point here. And the main critical like thing baby. is you want to do like a, yes, I know. I, well, I, I've got three <laughs> daughters, so I've got three trucks, three of those right now. So the trucks are about to outnumber. Um, the, uh, you want to do the transmission on them. You've got to put steel gears in there. The actual, the hot racing transmission is killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can just bolt that right in. And I've been running it in my pro mile with no problem. A lot of guys in the club, and I know a lot of guys nationally are doing that. And then, um, of course, you need a front sway bar. 
I have a weird relationship with the S&T 10. I love that truck. It's probably my favorite RC release of all time next to the Cloudbuster, but it also, there's just some things I feel like they just, they just went short, just short mm-hmm. of releasing a killer truck out of the box where no one has to do anything much to it. But, um, yeah, you need a front sway bar. You need a transmission. And I guess it depends how much power you want to put in it, really, I guess, for the rest of it. Um, your MIP drive shafts, which are basically any shaft truck of any kind of RC, that's a good upgrade for it. And uh, you want aluminum C-hubs and knuckles, at, at the very least. And then uh, you probably want a better, you know, better servo, or at least run it till it blows. Oh, and you need tires and wheels, of course. You know, I yeah. guess um, that's, that's like the mandatory thing with those, right? That's kind of the, the most frustrating thing with that truck is, they, you know, it comes with not monster truck tires, in my opinion, or too small. I shouldn't say they're not monster truck tires. I'm getting trouble saying that, but they're they're just not, you know, they're just a little bit small. I guess good business though for you know guys like you who are selling the tires because uh, that's yeah. like you, you buy the truck and you have to get the tires. That's pretty much that's like the mandatory thing. So, um, but yeah, I mean, once you do a couple things though, the S and T ten is awesome. I love it. It's super scale in how it looks and how it drives. I'm much more of a shaft truck guy than a clod buster guy. I mean, I've done both and clods are really cool, but I like the real setup, right. With the, you know, shaft drive center, just set up like the real thing pretty much. Yeah. So we got, um, and this is, this is probably the biggest question that Mm -hmm. I get, um, about this. And, and, uh, you know, I kind of have my own answer, but, um, so Jonathan's asking what could be considered the best way for someone new getting into the hobby, what class platform and, and sources for information should uh, they look into? This is, I mean, we get this question on YouTube like a ton of times a day. That's, you know, yeah, I know. it's always, it's casual people. Where do we get this? Cause they see these trucks doing these crazy things, backflips, you know, us beating the crap out of them. And that, you know, what do I do? And if you tell them we go to the hobby shop, I mean, these people are so, you know, what's the hobby shop? They have no clue even. Yeah. So yeah. the simplest thing I tell people is just get an actual S&T 10. Just start with that. And if you're new to RC, that's really all you need. You don't need the other stuff right off the bat. Um, if you're wanting, though, to, like, race with a club or, or do something else, of course, you need tires, which I always say get tribute wheels, get renegade tires, probably gold or blue, I guess, depends on what you're going to surface, you know, you're going to run on. But then I guess it just depends if there's like rules for a club. Otherwise I'd say just start driving it, man. And, um, you know, just, just learn how it feels, learn how to work on it. If you're that, you know, if you're a total new to RC, which that's kind of the cool thing with monster trucks, they do have the appeal to draw the noob in who has no interest in RC whatsoever, but likes monster trucks, especially little kids. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. You know, so for that perspective, I get why Axial did do what they did with the S&T 10. So I do understand that. I come from, like, the hardcore, you know, mindset of it. But I do understand, you know, it's a slower truck out of the box. So a kid could conceivably do that and not, you know, break everything. Um, and, of course, the, you know, the Traxxas Bigfoot's another thing. If, it, if You know, for kids, that's, like, that'd be what I recommend over anything. You know, if you just you just want a monster truck, you don't care about solid axle or whatever. Um yeah, I mean, what, what would you tell people? I mean, you say you've got your own opinions on it. What do you tell people? Because I'm sure you get asked it, you know, plenty of times. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things I, I say is, you know, if I think you could start also with a stock clodbuster 
and mm -hmm. race some retro. You could race a little retro with a stock clod buster. And then if you get kind of hooked on it, you know, you can, you can kind of move from there. Um, and, you know, to me, they always, the cloud busters out of the box is, is slow enough and comes with enough stuff that you can see, you know, you can drive it. It doesn't really break and they have are strong problems and you can have fun with it. And then you'll start to learn some things. And if you want to get involved from there, then I think that's when you can start modifying it or jumping into the next type of vehicle. But I kind of tell people to, uh, you know, to get the clod because I, I mean, that's what I started with when I was a kid and I kind of, mm -hmm. um, I learned a lot with it. That's, yeah, I mean, that's, again, that's the first kit build I ever did. I remember when I opened up the box and I thought there's no way I'm ever going to build this or be, you know, it's just so, yeah. it was so intimidating the, uh, the clause the first time and, um, just so many parts in it, but it's so big and you open the box and that's like a weird sensory thing to me, right? Like the Tamiya kit smell. I love that smell, mm -hmm. that rubber and the ABS plastic. That's just, I love building yeah. a kit, um, for them. And yeah, I mean, that's another thing to tell people, too. It's cool. If you build the kit for the first time, too, you know how to work on it, which is a big, you know, a big thing. Uh, I wish the steering was a little bit better. Tamaya should update that somewhat. That's the only thing. that I, I think that would be yeah. an easy recommendation. I just hate how they, the stock steering, you pretty much have to go aftermarket on it. Um, you know, it's all the aftermarket stuff, too, is also kind of sort of the appeal, I guess, not to go on a tangent, but I love how a lot of the stuff is so you got to know somebody where to get the parts for something. You know what I mean? The different chassis builders and everything. So on the national scene, you've got all these different trucks that are built totally different, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I like about going to some of the events is people still, it's still kind of a creation that they're, that they're putting together and they, they think is cool and they're having fun with, and there's some innocence to it. Uh, you know, when I race, you know, we race 10 scale, buggies or eight scale <clears throat> the, there's the the creativity and the the individualized side of it isn't as there as it is with some of these other things and, and i think that's where the scale trucks and the monster truck guys and even this the drag racing stuff is, is coming where people are allowed to uh, there there's more freedom i think there mm-hmm and and I yeah. think that's kind of attracting the, the tinker, the guy that wants to build his own thing and um, kind of be an individual, I think is kind of important. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a lot of it sort of how the real trucks are. I mean, I know that there are some companies now that, you know, do a lot of clones sort of the real trucks, but still the monster truck by nature is sort of a weird individual type vehicle. You know what I mean? Not necessarily yeah. on an assembly line um, type truck. And it's cool that that kind of is filtered down you know, to the, the, uh, the scene, the RC scene. So we got, uh, uh Jeremy Bunting is asking, um, he, he's basically stating one of the things that he did about the axial SMT 10. It's, it's helped, uh, with the, you know, the, the current boom of the 10 scale RC monster trucks, but he's asking, what do you foresee is the next bigger thing? in the hobby to help it continue growing. So I'm assuming, um, you know, he's 
wondering, you know, what do you see coming down the road that uh, could really help the RC monster trucks grow again? I I still think it's a big niche thing. I mean, you see us, but by us, I mean all the monster truck people, you know, online because we like to post pictures of our trucks and flood everything with that. So I think it makes us look like we're maybe bigger than we are. I think there's yeah. so much room for growth. And what it needs, it needs that one truck. It needs that one release where there is no but. You go get that. You don't go get that yep. but. You need this, but you need that. It needs to be the one truck. I don't know what it is. I don't know who's going to do it. I wrote a thing for Big Squid about Traxxas. You know, would they do it? Because, you know, I have no clue on that. I really don't with, you know, with Bigfoot, with the inside stuff on that. They They would not tell me any of that. And uh, yeah. so it was total speculation. But after seeing, you know, being so tied into the scale thing, I remember for so long people thought, oh, you know, it'd be cool if Traxxas did a rock trawler. And everyone was so adamant, they'll never do that. No chance in hell. <laughs> and now, yep. you know, the TRX-4 is killer. I mean, it's a killer truck. And, yeah, you know, I, just, I, I never would have thought it. And I know this. There are people that fill stadiums that, that watch monster trucks, right? So there are mm-hmm. people interested in it. And... If something comes along to make it easier for those people to get into it, especially kids, I, I don't know. I just I don't see the market dwindling for that because I know some people they think oh this solid axle thing is a fad, and it's kind of always been there. It's just more public now, you know. And trucks like the Axle SMT10 they help that out, but I still think there's just a lot more, you know, where it could go because it's still fairly underground, you know, especially for like again the aftermarket yeah. parts. There is no mm-hmm. well, you got you know J Contest. Of course, you guys are putting out a lot of good stuff for it. But for the most part, you know, I, you know, Proline does, you know, some stuff, some limited stuff. And there's not really, you know, much else, I guess, outside of, you know, the crawling guys who, the, it's just the parts are interchangeable, right? You know, your Vanquish and everything. They're not making those for monster trucks. Those are, they just happen mm-hmm. to go on them. It, it would just be interesting yeah. to me. I, I do think at some point someone's going to do, take a stab at a good a truck like that. Maybe even Axial will redo it. I mean, that's the thing. Axial's got the kit right there. They're just a few tweaks yeah. if they made it. I think they would, you know, it would rock. And I, I think it would be, you know, totally ready to do it. And I do know, though, that there's some hesitation for people because they tell me that online. We get to hear from kids and uh, a lot of people, you know, from the YouTube channel, they they want to do it, but they can't, you know, they don't want to buy something and have to change things right away. And I understand that because it's yeah. more of an investment. So I, mm-hmm. that's what will blow it open. I, it needs, like, when scale crawling was in its infancy, and all of a sudden, the SCX-10 came out. Monster trucks need the S, the uh, their SCX-10 version, right? Yeah. Or like the Traxxas Slash or something like you know. The, I know the Slash wasn't really anything revolutionary, but you know what I mean. Um, I just it yeah. just feels like it's there. In, in my opinion, if someone did it right, uh, I, I think that I think there'd be a lot of money in it too. I mean, I guess that's mm-hmm. the most important thing, right? And that's just popularity. Be can they make money doing it? I do think the money would be there. Just because so many people love monster trucks, that, you know, and same with kids. Kids kids are always going to love monster trucks, right? It's not like other forms of motorsports where they have problems because the demo is getting too old. People like NASCAR, all their fans are aging um, and being involved in that. Some, I, you know, it's for sponsors and everything. Monster trucks are always going to renew because kids are going to go to the shows. And that's yeah. why it just feels like it's this isn't a fad. It's, uh, it's going to keep going. You know, it might change or something, but yeah. I guess another long-winded answer for that, but I think it'd be a kit, uh, some some new some new release that makes it very simple to work. That's it. You open the box and you are ready to go. You know, at least semi, you know, pretty ready to go 
on it where you can have good fun out of the box and have something that looks real. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I've told people, I mean, really Traxxas is holds the key, you know, um, if yeah. they did it right, if they, if they did it, if, if they, if they did it right, they would, they would blow it out of the water. And, um, cause they've done it so many times before, uh, you know, that, that's know. their thing. Um, and we wait for it in this industry for them to pull the rabbit out of the hat, um, like they have, uh, with other vehicles and, you know, they did the T-Max and they did the, uh, Slash in those yeah. two. Yeah, and it's. Um, I, I don't know if there's any two vehicles that have sold more than a than a T Max or a Slash. Um, they got to be the they two both most me. popular RC vehicles. Yeah. Yeah, I I was out of the hobby both times those released, and they pulled me back in for different reasons. And um, yeah, it's just it's funny how that you know a big release like that can do that, and it just feels like Monster Trucks Untapped still that that's something that could yeah. be explored. Yeah, I mean, if they did it, um, that that would it would blow everything out of the water. I think it would be it would be huge. I I would so, agree, and I don't think it's as crazy as some people thought. You know, when I wrote that column, no. I got oh they'll never do that. Like okay, yeah, that's what I've heard for that for other things too. You know, it's it's going to happen eventually, because when you get to the point where you kind of have uh, everything. Uh, you know, the, they, they have so many, well, I mean, half of their lineup is monster trucks. Yeah. So it's like, you know, by the time you go through T-Maxes and Revos and E-Revos, e and it's some kind of version of a monster truck. And that is what, you know, they get people into this hobby over and over again with all that stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, and and those those items are pretty expensive, you know, e revos and uh, I know all that yeah, you're running stuff. grand really when, by the time you're out of the hobby shop. Yeah, I mean they're 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 expensive, and I I think you could do the solid axle monster truck um, much less than they do with those trucks, and I think it yeah, would fit their, their, I, I think it would fit the price even a really nice equipped version. Um, I think would come in less than a than like an e revo 2.0 and and i think that there'd be people there you know in that three to four hundred dollar range um that would definitely buy it i i would agree and i if it's well equipped i think people pay more for it too if it was yeah if that's yeah, what you would. needed you could go really tear it up after you know you could pull it out of the box and tear it up i think they could go up to like 5.99 something around there and have more than just mm-hmm. hardcores. Yeah, they'd be much better at the lower price point. But, um, yeah, I could talk about that for a while. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So we got uh, Matt, and you, you answered this already, but we'll just go over it. Matt Stoltz is, do you sure. prefer motor motor on the axle or shaft drive? And, you know, you already said shaft, but, um, you know, maybe you can just elaborate one more time on that. Yeah, I just it's, it's how the real trucks are, right? And I say that as a guy who loves Clodbusters. The Clod's my favorite RC of all time. You know, it, I it never every time I see a Clod, it makes me happy inside some ways. It's just I equate that to being a little kid when I first laid eyes. You know, laid eyes on one that was like larger than life. It's like, oh my god, that's what I watch on TV. You know, the, mm-hmm. uh, especially the little kid. But I just I like the shaft drive trucks, and uh, they're just easier to work on too. You know, 
you've you've got quads. They're kind of funky on how they work. You know, you break mm-hmm. something during a race, you got to take the whole gearbox apart. You know, to get anything <laughs> to where a shaft truck, you can have the whole transmission out in four screws pretty much and get something back yeah. together. It's just they're a lot easier to work on as well. You know, and mm-hmm. hard to get aftermarket parts for quads too. Well, not hard, but you know, like gearboxes and things like that. It's not like you can just buy a Vanquish one of those. You know, for yeah, and be set and um. Yeah, so I I like Shaft. Uh, I do wish, you know, with the retro trucks being really popular, I was just talking about this with a friend the other day, Tamiya really should release the Jug 2 or re-release that thing. I think that would just, mm-hmm. it would do really, really well. Now, they got the parts in their inventory. They use it, you know, with the TXTs, uh, TXT2 uh, Agrios truck, uses the same axles and everything. So I would love to see that come back. That would be, you know, it'd be fun to have a bunch of Leaf trucks, you know, the, the retro-style trucks that... um yeah, and it's a shaft truck, you know, retro. Most of the retro guys are quads just because it's easier that way. But um, it'd be cool to see more of the shaft, you know, the old-school-style shaft trucks. But, yeah, I just like shaft. It's easier to work on, and it's more like the real thing. But I'm not hating on quads. I, I love quads, too. <laughs> so we got, uh, um, I don't know, if uh, Gotti could pull up the page for the the radio impound page. Okay. Scotty, are you looking at the YouTube video still? Sorry, I've, I I am. I was watching that chat the whole time. That's <laughs> all right. I was watching the uh, 2017 Fall Regionals RC Warship Combat from Hagerstown, Maryland. <laughs> oh, okay. I wonder what classes they what classes they do. You could think of the, the money in that, Jason. The J Concept Bilge Pump. <laughs> yeah, you just blow them up. Yeah, I'm really liking this. It's pretty yeah. cool. Um, yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> what? It is I'm awesome. Sure it, would be... it looks fun. I couldn't imagine like it's got to be a lot of money though. Blow... Blowing people's stuff up. Yeah, like BBs, like you it's said. Probably like the plane guys. Yeah, it looks like a lot of retired guys in here doing this with a lot of money. I'm sure. Yeah, I could see that with a lot of time probably to keep rebuilding over and over. Yeah, that too, <laughs> man. Looks looks fun though. Went to a competition. Yeah, went to a competition last weekend. Guy got me. Destroyed my whole fleet. <laughs> I mean, these guys are actually like sinking. I mean, that, that would be yeah, like, yeah. That would be so much fun to sink somebody's ship. Uh, let me tell you. I know it'd be a blast. Yeah. Uh, so, what were you guys asking now? I was just saying, if you pull up. If you want, I went through the questions that were on one of the pages. But if you wanted oh. to do the uh, the ones on the podcast page, and and uh, who's going to pick the favorite question? Because uh, I hope you're keeping track there, Jason. Because uh, you're giving away a 2008 Ford F-150 autographed, custom painted, and autographed body, autographed by yeah, Jason, that, Jason Rona and Fred Reed. So we'll, uh, yeah, we'll get, we'll get. Um, We'll get Doug to pick his favorite question. Now, Jason, I sent you the questions okay. in the chat here because uh, there's a lot of abbreviations here, which I'm sh- sure you would know more about than I would, and it'd probably be easier for you to read that. Okay. But um, yeah, we got uh, okay. yeah Pete Phillips. He's he's uh, he what he's asking is there a separate class for independent suspension trucks like the USA One or the concept Stampede Conversion. So first, that's the first question. Then the other part is, do you think the growth of monster truck clubs like Trigger King and RCMT is 
causing people to abandon the NRCTPA uh, monster truck. I I mean, I don't really know with the I'll I kind of go backwards here with the NRCTPA thing. I'm not really sure on that. I've never I've never ran with them before. Uh, I, I can't really answer that one. I don't know with the um, uh, what was the other one on the um, the independent trucks. There's normally not a class for that actually. Like a uh, most most of the clubs don't run a class for that, right? It's just a uh, uh, a play around class, right? Sometimes at the big events yeah. they will run something like that, but it's not it's not a real class. I know at most of the events it's just not something that the guys are uh, you know interested in doing. I guess we all play with the independent trucks; they're all cool, but most of them don't race them at those events. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, from my standpoint you know, this question about the NRC TPA and that. To me, um, the clubs like Trigger King and RCMT or these others, to me that would it should help getting an event like NRC TPA. Um, uh, it, it should help their attendance and because it's getting more and new people into the uh into that side of racing. And uh, I think NRC TPA just not wanting to do it has more to do with the people running it than it does with the people wanting to attend, really. I mean, that's a good segue, I guess, to the event that we're going to hold. <laughs> yeah. The of the yeah, I was going to... Um, yeah, I was going to... Uh, we go through the questions. I was going to go through the questions and then kind of let you go on uh, on that event itself. Okay. Yeah, cool. So have, okay. Um do you have? Do you see the question there, uh, Gotti from Javier? Um, if it wasn't for social social media, I don't think I would have known that monster trucks have the following they do. What do you think the monster truck segment needs to bring the type of growth that the scaler slash crawler market has seen? I which we I agree with him. Kind of went over a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, we don't have to go much into that because we already talked about it at length. But yeah, it would it would take you know it would take the SCX10. That's what the skill you know people had. It would take the SCX10, that version of it, the uh, just world killer out of the box. And uh, social media absolutely helped it. I mean, you could argue though, I guess social media helps anything, right? With that kind of thing, kind of organizing everybody together. And um, yeah, you know, although it was message boards before social media. I mean, that's where I saw it. I remember as a kid. Or, you know, in high school in the late 90s, I would look at, like, the NRCTPA website and see all the guys racing, and I thought, oh, man, you know, I so wish someone I could ever do that. I'll never be able to do that, but at least it's fun to look at the pictures. And then, you know, social media helps, you know, organize it all. Uh, again, it's no different with monster trucks than, I guess, anything, but still, yeah, I mean, that absolutely helped with the growth of it. All right, then uh, Jeremy Mark asks, uh, which of the three monster truck classes is your favorite to watch and compete in? And why? Um, I don't know. I probably sport mod. I don't know. They're, the pro mod trucks are the most fun to drive with the big power, but the uh, sport mod class is so tight with everybody running the brush motors. It's like an IROC class, sort of, and that's our most well attended, you know, class. And we also that class, too, I didn't mention earlier, and you know, when I was talking about the classes, we try and keep that in the spirit of the '90s. So most of the guys are running like '90s style 
mid nineties, you know, classic bodies when the trucks were really flying uh, at that time when they started to really fly. And so, yeah, I mean, it's fun to shoot video of it. It's fun to shoot pictures of the trucks. It's fun to race in it. So I, even though the trucks aren't as fun to drive quite as much, I'd probably see sport mod. Oh, here's another one from Aaron Klein. Uh, is it hard to get the steering on a four by four by four all synced and comfortable? Uh, it is, yes. Um, most of the guys aren't running 4x4x4, four by four by four, except for the retro class. Um, it does take some time to, to sync that. I know that most of them turn it, you know, you can turn it down quite a bit, only running like 10 or 20% in the rear because it's just, it's way too much. If you, you have a truck that just snakes all over the place. Um, I know that some of the guys have used like toggle switches. I've tried to use that, but it's way too tough for me to use during a race to mentally toggle the rear steer on and off. So it's, uh, uh, it is tricky to do that, I guess. I, uh, it's been a while since I've ran a retro. I don't race the retro class anymore. Um, just because I've, I've kind of put my money towards the other classes, but yeah, it, it takes a little bit of, of programming to get the four wheel steer synced up. Doing it on the faster trucks though is kind of crazy because they just, most of them now, especially they turn so well, you don't even need it. And you're just, you're going to roll, you know, a lot of the guys. We do have one of the guys, um, in our club that he runs like, I forget how he's got a program, but like when the wheel is turned 90%, 10% rear steer kicks in, which is pretty cool. I don't know how to program my radio like that, but it's, uh, you know, it gives him a good advantage on the turning courses. But most of the guys, though, it's just two wheel steer. Yeah, I mean, when, when I was messing with the steering and, you know, like you said, the, if you have a just full steering front and back, it, it is, it's a mess to drive it like that. And, uh, oh yeah, it's a nightmare. You know, <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna just try to do a, a track with, you know, maybe one, you know, you're gonna go straight, but then you're gonna have one turn where you're just doing a 180 and coming back the same way. You know, I could see maybe, you know, trying the full or near full four wheel steering, but, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, even my retro truck, I have the rear turned way down, Uh huh. but I Most did try it. The, yeah. I, then the first time I ever drove the truck, I tried it doing it with the switch where I would turn the front and then I would, uh, turn the, uh, the rear steering with, with a switch and holy cow, is that hard? very tough uh, mentally like, to do that that's how i tried to do it and it's like <laughs> i've yeah. i've been fortunate enough i've driven a real truck with a four-wheel steer um i've driven bigfoot one before and that's uh four-wheel steering is screwy in general it's uh and, and bigfoot one doesn't even have self-center you know the, the modern race trucks you take your finger off the toggle and the rear axle will rear you know center itself bigfoot one you got to stick your head out the door you know out the window and do it manually while you're driving, which is, you know, of course I got all fouled up trying to do that. Um, but yeah, four steer is tricky. I mean, it's cool. I know a lot of guys, it's kind of one of the misconceptions, I think. There's most people, I think, there's just no real monster trucks are four wheel steer, so they assume all the, the, you know, the skip trucks are like that, but it's not many, especially outside of retro. It's very rare. Hmm. Yeah, because you can get on the RC truck, you can get that front axle steer pretty far yep uh you can so you can you can run most of most of the courses with just front yep. steering and 
the truck actually is a lot funner to drive with just the front steering. Um, it is cool. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that's cool about doing it on the toggle switch with the retro truck is you can play around and kind of do the, the crab walking and, and mm-hmm. you know, you can kind of treat the truck like a retro. Um, but when you're doing one of the racing trucks, it, it does seem like it's much easier to control with just the front steering. Yeah, for sure. Especially the the axial trucks, you have the knuckles on them that have the you know the high steering degree, and so there's they can turn just as tight as almost anything. So yeah, yeah. Uh, here's a question from this is uh, this is my last question here from Charlie Mack. Um, where can I find more build info for the retro style monster truck racers? And his uh, second question is: Are there crawler are they crawlers with big shocks and tires? I've always wanted to build one. No, for the, I'll, I'll go backwards again here. Most of them are not just crawlers with big tires. Um, I guess it depends what you want to call a retro truck. I mean, if it's really built like a you know the old style truck, most of those are using a lot of them are clodbusters, right? Clodbuster axles, but they use these box aluminum like box style chassis which is sort of similar to the old-style real, you know, box frames that the big trucks would use, um, at, at least in idea. Uh, it, so guys are doing that. And then um, you see, as far as some of the, the shaft-driven retro stuff, uh, Jamie Grun, the Grun chassis is what's known, and that's a – it's a similar style, like a style to a real truck frame, um, like an old military-style truck frame with uh, – it uses Tamiya uh, – what is it uh, – TXT axles and uh, transmission and leaf springs. So it's, uh, yeah, they're not really crawlers. I mean, you could put an old truck body on one, I guess, and put some, you know, like the, uh, the Midwest, um, the, the J Concepts, you know, the 48s, like you guys have, or just some like stock clod style tires. You could do that. I mean, I've seen guys do it on like an SDX 10 or something, but the truck like that really has a modern monster truck style suspension. So it's not really a retro truck. I mean, it's four link. You know, you've got plenty of suspension travel where most of the guys who set up the retro-style trucks, you know, they have, like, no suspension or it's bouncy or it is on leaf springs, and um, they react that way. So as far as, like, a resource, your best bet is the Facebook groups, seriously, because so many of those trucks are built so different than each other. I'm going to start writing about it on Big Squid just because the retros are, like, really underground. You know, those, mm. those are really hard. That's why I'm saying that Tamaya would do very well to re-release the Juggernaut because then it would be a box. You open the box. There's your retro truck right there. Yeah. You swapped the body, you know, for body for something you wanted. And um, it's just, it's nuts to me how, you know, like re-releasing is the thing, right? Some of these companies keep re-releasing things, and it's like, man, that would actually be, people would use that truck, you know? And, of course, you can, yeah. people want parts parts for it, too. And I don't know what the logistical reason is for not wanting to do it. Maybe you know, I've, I've been dealing with, uh, you know, when I was working for Bigfoot, at the time that, you know, we dealt with Tamaya a little bit. And Tamaya is an interesting company, how they run. So they kind of, you know, they're kind of at their own pace. So you never really know what's going on with them, I guess. Uh, but I would think that would do really well. But, yeah, get on the, like, uh, what it, the uh, Tamaya Cloudbusters Owners Society Facebook group. I mean, that's like, you want to talk about a treasure treasure trove of information there. Um, a lot of the builders are on there. And, uh, yeah, again, my Monster Truck Madness column, I'm going to talk about retro trucks here pretty soon on there to do a nice write-up on them. But there's no real, you know, there's, like, no website you can really, you know, I guess specializes in that. 
um, if that makes sense. It's still sort of a builder's class. Uh, and last part of this question, Gravedigger, Max D, Monster Patrol, or Bigfoot? Which one? That's, I would think that'd be an easy question for me. It'd be, uh, it'd be Bigfoot. Although, I, I was a huge, huge, huge Tom Mintz fan, and I still, I think, I still think he's one of the best of all time. I mean, I, I like the Tigger guys too. I should say that, um, you know, Adam and Ryan are amazing drivers, and Dennis is. Uh, they're, you know, there's not a lot of. That's just funny. A lot of the beef, you know, there used to be. I guess people would think between the Bigfoot camp and the Digger camp, uh, or the, you know, the Feld um, Clear Channel at the time on Monster Jam, and. Uh, I don't know if you have any clue what we're talking about with this Gotti, but there's like a, you know, a separation of the companies. Um, and, but anymore, it's, there's really not, it's, you know, people are fans of everything. Yeah. I mean, I remember working for Bigfoot, the rare occasions we would race Gravedigger, you know, those weekends. I mean, it was go out and kick the truck's ass. Everyone wanted to win really, really bad. I mean, in the shop, everyone was fired up and I'm sure it was like that with them too. You know, you know at the time I, you know, from friends over there, I know they wanted to kill Bigfoot just as bad. I really miss, that's the thing I really miss with monster truck racing nowadays, though, is it's great, they're phenomenal drivers, but man, the real rivalries, like, that I grew up on, and then even being part of it, like, you know, with Bigfoot, you know, like the Hall Brothers and the Raminator trucks was a big rivalry, too. It was go out, you know, and kill them, you know, it's just, a lot of that, it feels like, on the big stage, like with Monster Jam, I know, there is that, that, that foil isn't really there, right? Like, I grew up hating Grave Digger. As a Bigfoot fan in St. Louis, I mean, I despise the truck. I actually hated USA One more though because Gravedigger was never really a good competitor back then. At least not, you know, it was, you know, USA One and Bigfoot. That was like, you know, I remember going to those races, and it's just funny now. You look back on them, and um, I guess kids would be bored now, you know, with some of them. Uh, but you know, it just felt like it was a life and death battle. Wow. And yeah. I guess maybe maybe uh -huh. kids now maybe they they probably. Think I'm sure there's a rivalry within there. I really shouldn't comment on some of that stuff, but um, yeah, I'm definitely a Bigfoot guy. But I love all monster trucks. I really, I really don't have a problem with anything. Uh, I do hate Blue Thunder, though. How about that? For I remember when Blue Thunder came out. Whenever I was working for Bigfoot, and that was kind of the Bigfoot imposter. And um, mm. I mean, uh, the uh, I say that I'm gonna, you know, not really the imposter, but I mean, come on, it was the it was like the Bigfoot fill-in truck. So I don't have any love for that truck. Um, uh, that being said, I know recently Jason, you know, with the Dalton Milliken stuff, he was awesome. So I don't mean to, I don't mean to act like I'm insulting that. But just when the Blue Thunder <laughs> truck came out, uh, I know we it was not, I, I was not a fan of that. I still, I harbor some old grudges with that. I don't really take it seriously, but I still like to hate on that truck. Yeah, that's, that's fine. <laughs> I love Imposter. Yeah, that's how that's how it was viewed. I mean. You know, it's mm -hmm. really common knowledge. Maybe not a total imposter, but it's like, hey, that should be our Ford. You know, when Bigfoot, that's when uh, we were sponsored by Ford, you know, and that's when they were sponsored by Ford, too. So it was, um, mm. you know, battle for manufacturing rights, too, on everything. So, um, Kind of talking about the, the the real trucks a little bit, do you think that'll, do you think Ford would ever get back into it? Uh, you know, like they did in, in the old days? Do you think that you'll ever see that again? I don't know, really. I mean, I would think there'd be some money in it. I don't know. I don't know. You see some of the other forms of motorsports they are involved in, and 
you know, I think, well, monster trucks are filling stadiums, so you would think there'd be maybe more of a market in it, but I guess with kids and everything, it's not, you know, monster trucks aren't necessarily the gearhead sport, right? It's more like the circus-type atmosphere, you know, the crazy mm-hmm. show atmosphere, so maybe that's how it's viewed. It's not, you know, they're not going to gain any real business from it. I, I don't know. I would think, though, there'd be, you know, there'd be money in it. I, You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they ever did, I guess, for that way, especially the history, you know. Yeah. With it, it was uh, it. It sucked. I remember I was at, with Bigfoot when Ford left, and it sucked. And yeah, it's you know, I no one likes to see the manufacturers pull out of anything, right? For for any kind of motorsport. So yeah, even when you know Ford left Monster Jam, I remember thinking, well, that you know sucks. It's you know, and it's also cool when you have the big manufacturers. It gives more of an onus to run the real style bodies, which I'm still you know I do like some of the 3D bodies that are wacky, but I'm still a I guess the purist, I love the truck bodies. So yeah. it would be an onus. It would be onus for more, you know, the truck bodies. I still think anymore when you see a really good truck body one, it almost sticks out more than the 3D trucks because the 3D circus-style paint jobs are so – or not paint jobs, but even, you know, the fiberglass. It's so prevalent nowadays that it just seems like a truck, when you see a really good paint job on a, you know, a truck like a Jason, you guys wrapped, you know, the bad company truck, right, for your – one of your promo bodies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like that truck in real life. I mean, holy cow, that thing looks killer. And to me, I see it that. And it's like, that looks mean. And again, though, maybe I'm full of it. Maybe I'm just an old codger, I guess, at this point with it. Um, <laughs> you know, but I would love to see the, the companies come back. I don't know if Ford ever would, but it would sure be nice. They came back to drag racing. Uh, I know they, they came back to a funny car. They left John Force a few years ago and they just came back, you know, getting back at that. So maybe, I would think there's more money in monster trucks than drag racing. I, maybe I'm full of it, though, so I don't know. Love to see it. Yeah. And uh, that was – was that all the questions you had listed, yeah. Gotti? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Doug, okay. Doug your, your blue bomber truck there with the Mega Man. Yeah. Big video game fan, huh? I, I am, actually. I'm a big gamer. Awesome. I always have been. Yeah. Um, I, you know what, and I should have, I, I misspoke to you earlier. That, that really is my favorite truck, my blue bomber truck, because that's a total <laughs> custom, a total custom truck. Wow. Uh, and I totally, I had a brain skip there on it. I, um, yeah, that's, uh, almost everything on that is custom. At least the whole chassis is custom. It's actually like a replica Bigfoot truck. And, uh, yeah, I love Mega Man. So the name for that blue bomber, it comes because I ripped parts out of an axial bomber, the R10 rock bomber. And, I took the running gear and put it in that chassis, so oh, okay. it, you know, Mega Man's nickname was Blue Bomber. I figured it, it worked great for it, so yeah, I wanted to eat bit graphics and everything for it. But I am a real big Mega Man fan too. Awesome. You still uh, video gaming today? Oh yeah, big time. PS4, Xbox, both. Everything. I'm actually a big Switch guy right okay. now, but I've got a full. I, I don't. Um, it, right, I was at GameStop right before it, Jason. Before we got on, I was like, "Do I have ten minutes?" Because <laughs> I was I was running in GameStop for something, so uh, I had a minute to get away. Yeah, right. so man, with three kids, like I got to do something here at the yeah. house. Yeah, I failed so, to include the switch in there. I have that also, so it's it's a nice system. I really like that. So, and the Mega Man collection just came out. I don't know, is that on the Switch or is that uh, I saw I saw it on the PS4 store. But, I uh, haven't bought it yet, but yes, it is for Switch. Okay. I, it, yeah. I can't wait for Ma- what's Mega Man 11, the the new one that's coming out. Which right. Like, it's uh, yeah, I can't wait to play that. But yeah, I'm a 
I own everything. I've always owned everything. I'm a big gamer and yeah. online gamer too. I mean, with kids, I don't do it as much anymore and trying to balance everything out, but that's why Switch is so great. I can pick yeah. it up and play wherever. I'm a huge Nintendo fan. Yeah. 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 I love it. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yep. I just bought the new Donkey Kong for uh, the Switch. Tropical just, Freeze? They just came out with Donkey Kong. The actual the, original um, arcade. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the OG one. Did, yeah. Is it cool for that? I haven't, I haven't yeah, played it's it a lot, for Yeah, you know, it's just a flash. It's, it's a lot of fun. brings back a lot of memories. So. A lot sure. of memories we, there. There's an arcade right around the corner from here, a barcade, that um, has a, an OG machine. And it's, it's great. They have a bunch of the classic stuff like that. Wow, that'd be awesome. Damn. It's uh, it's fun. The joystick's a little loose, but it's fun. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Is Jason still with us, or did he fall asleep? <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. S- Super Mario Brothers, that, that's what I've played. Yeah. Some uh, very discussion. Talk. I didn't expect to talk Mega Man or Battleships. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you introduced me to Battleships. I'm having fun. I'm gonna be watching this tonight on YouTube. All night long. I, I'll, I have to do. I'll have to do it actually myself. Again, I just brought it up. It's been years since I've looked at that stuff. All this monster truck talk on this episode, and I come away with Battleships. Yeah, yep. he's coming with a Battleship. <laughs> so, uh, tell us about this event, the uh, King and the Monster Trucks. Uh, you kind of alluded to earlier. Got a. Yeah, I guess the a, a good ender, I guess, here. So uh, Trigger King is putting on a big event called uh, King of the Monster Trucks, which is a play on, you know, the old Bigfoot tape, King of the Monsters, right? And that was the nickname for Bigfoot back then. Uh, it still kind of sticks, King of the Monster Trucks. So we're tying it in there, and we are actually going to be doing it at uh, uh, Vinyl Images, which is a, a big graphic shop, and they're tied in with Monster Trucks. They do a lot of the wraps for the full-size trucks and a bunch of other stuff, too. Uh, the owner, Joe, loves RC Monster Trucks as well. And um, we're going to be doing it at their facility. It's October, I believe, 6th and 7th, the Saturday and Sunday. Um, multi-day race. We're going to race on Saturday. And then we are going to do a freestyle, judge freestyle on the Sunday. And uh, you can actually go to TriggerKingRC.com. And on the uh, nav bar, I have a – I made sure I set it up today, King of the Monsters uh, page. You can see the rules that we're, we're doing. We're adding more as we keep adding stuff to the event here because we're kind of – we threw it together here as quick as we can because you kind of mentioned with the NRCTPA thing, they weren't going to do monster trucks. So there were guys that wanted to race monster trucks that weekend. So we figured we would try and, uh, you know, if, if guys wanted to race monster trucks, you'd be in a different spot, but you could do it here in St. Louis. So we're trying to work on getting one of the Bigfoot trucks there and a few other things, some other cool details that, you know, we'd like to share if we can, if we can make it happen. But um, at the very least, it'll be a fun event that weekend. Yeah, I mean, we're really looking forward to it. I mean, uh, Fred, the last couple of years, Fred's been on a, a you know tour trying to hit most of the different events, and uh, you know the NRC TPA was a was a good one he liked to go to. Uh, they mm-hmm. were a constant. They were concentrating on more uh, uh, the going back and doing their pulling. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, concentrating on more of pulling this year, and uh, so yeah, I mean, this event kind of popping in there is going to be really really convenient yeah i know we're we're far west um for a lot of folks but again i think um you know we'll have a fun event we're going to film the whole thing put it up on youtube so you know drivers racing in it are going to get 
you get to see yourself on YouTube and everything, you know, uh, you know, that's one thing. It is pretty funny to, in talking with other clubs, you know, you know, bust our balls or something about, oh, I can't believe you raced this bad and something. It's like, hey, man, <laughs> you can watch every single race that we've ever done that one of our guys in competition has done. I'd like to see every one of your races, buddy. I would love to uh, yeah. tear into you for your bad race. It just happens that, you know, all of ours get put online. So we get to look stupid in front of everybody. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, and, you know, that that's part of it. You know, I mean, uh, if you want to talk, uh, you know, about your racing, you got to be prepared to – um, there could be some good and bad about that, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fun, though. It's all in good fun. I don't, it's, it's just, I always laugh at that whenever it's like, hey, buddy, you try it. You try it. We'll, I'll mm-hmm. critique you. We'll see how it goes. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so the whole, the whole event will be filmed, you know, for YouTube and everything. Um, and it, uh, it should, it should be a lot of fun. It'll be the biggest event we've ever put on. I know, so it'll, you know, we're, I know all the guys at the club are looking forward to that, and I, I already know we've got commitments from guys in a bunch of different states and everything coming in, and some of the western, you know, the the western clubs um, that aren't normally on kind of the national scene, like even the busted axle group out of Kansas City, those guys are a newer club, and they're, you know, they were at open house. A lot of those guys came down to the Bigfoot open house, and you know, it's awesome to see that going on. You know, Kansas City was a great monster truck town back in the day. I know St. Louis in the Midwest gets a lot of the, the rap for it, but Kansas City was, you know, a great spot too. All the Midwest cities were. So I know there's some guys down in Memphis that are doing monster truck racing. Hopefully they're going to come up uh, the Memphis club. So yeah, it'll be a lot of the Western guys. Um, you know, I guess a little bit different for the national scene, but um, we'd love to have whoever come out, you know, um, do the best we can. We're going to try and do some cool stuff with the, uh, courses and hopefully um have some cool guests even lined up if we can get all you know to make it all happen so regardless it'll be a good time and yet you know j concepts you guys are sponsoring it final images rh designs you know, has a bunch of the cool 3d printing stuff uh jb scale graphics uh, you know we're still putting all this together so we got a lot of guys that are going to help out with it yeah i mean i i think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to look forward to that and getting out there and, and, uh, and I think we're going to get some good East coast guys too, you know, those clubs and, uh, we'll get that sons of anarchy thing going. I, it'd be, it'd be great. You know, I know Barry, Barry Massauer normally does the four lane nationals and he couldn't do it this year. And, you know, so it's kind of, um, that I know that was previously like the big get together. Although I know during the winter there, or not the winter, the, uh, the fall or a couple other big events. I know the guys up in New York, you know, we, the Trigger King guys would love to come up and race the guys in New York sometime. They, the, uh, the Monster Truck Challenge guys, um, I believe that's the club name. They, they do awesome stuff up there. I know that, uh, you know, their stuff's really cool. We'd love to do that. It sucks that geography is so far away, you know? Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, anybody, we would you know, happily welcome any of the clubs, any guys that want to come in and race. I know we'll have some newbies there that never really do it. And I know I've talked to some other guys who are, planning to race they're more of a traditional rc racer but they want to try the monster truck thing out so um yeah yeah it should be a lot of fun we'll have all the details soon but i do have a preliminary step you know uh, detail page up on trickerkingrc.com on our website all right well uh do you want to give a <clears throat> you know shout out to you know all the people that help you and uh you know the, the people you represent there uh yeah and, i mean uh, and we trigger let King you go. Is, um, yeah sure i Trigger King is like, I know you're talking to me, but Trigger King is everybody that, that does it. The only reason it's successful, seriously, is like, you know, Bob Jr. or Bob Chandler Jr., he helps out with, you know, basically co-owns everything, or kind of co-owns the club. 
Um, he's awesome. He does most of the video work, actually, and uh, he does a fantastic job, spends a ton of time doing all that. Um, you know, Josh Rhodes, who is – we laugh that he's got all these fans online. That's what all the, the kids <laughs> they want to see Josh Rhodes in his gravedigger truck, which uh, mm-hmm. he just shreds every time. Just he, it's insane what that truck can do. Um, yeah, but Josh Rhodes is big on it. You know, Danny Mass, Chris Blank, Ross Henshaw at RH Designs does so many parts for us. Travis Sutton, he does a lot of the paint jobs, the cool old school paint jobs. Um, man, we got a bunch of guys. I uh, feel bad, you know, for getting some of the guys. Of course, the Childress brothers, you know, Lonnie and Jason help out. Uh, Jeremy Mark, who's, I think was in the chat room you were saying tonight, he drives down from Wisconsin to race with us, you know, like a six hour drive each way. You know, the, the club race. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. That's awesome. It's, um, we have a lot of guys that come in, and it's, you know, thankful they do. Uh, of course, i got to give a shout-out to Michael Arndt. You'd be angry if I didn't say anything. Michael Arndt, who's a J-Concepts <laughs> driver, he did the art for King of the Monsters. I don't even – I posted it on the page. I don't think we posted it anywhere else. It looks awesome. And Michael Arndt races with us. He's a killer, you know, monster truck driver, but he also is the graphics guy for many of the full-size trucks. He designs the graphics and T-shirts and a lot of stuff for him. He did the logo for this, and I know um, we're hoping to work on a decal sheet. I'm hoping to get him involved with that. So big thanks to Michael. Uh, uh, again, I've, if you're out there, if you're listening, I'm really sorry if you put the club and I forgot. I know on the spot, but I think that's that's everybody. I think I mentioned, mentioned Chris Blank, who also is you know driver of the orange trucks. He helps with everything too. We're just a big team effort to try and put the promotion on. That's how we view it as a fun promotion, and everybody kind of has their own jobs with everything and uh there's just no way the trigger king would exist without everybody doing everything really it's it's great to have everybody that you know that helps out like that yeah so well big, there you have it big thanks to everybody yeah. that you're involved with yeah there you go <laughs> yeah um well yeah thank you guys for having me thank you for uh, humoring the monster truck guys got for letting us talk for I guess two hours on this or whatever it's been. Yeah, I haven't even no, looked at the time. Good stuff, man. And I, I would love to get involved in it. I just, you know, I'll have to. Uh, I just don't know what the how to get into it and what to buy. But Jason will help me out. Sure. With all that. Just come come, come sure. to St. Louis in October. Come to St. Louis in October, and uh, we'll get you a truck, Gotti, and you can race. I would love to go to St. Louis in October, Jason. There gotta, you go. Gotta hook me up, bro. Great weather. It's like. One of the two months that we have great weather here in St. Louis. Oh, really? oh wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's fun then. But yeah, well, thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, I appreciate and, it. Uh, really appreciate it. Thanks for you know, listeners for the questions, everything. That's that's awesome. And uh, yeah, I guess that's it then. Yeah. Thank you guys. Welcome All right. back anytime, bro. Thanks. All right. Yep. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. See ya. Doug Welker. A lot of good info there, Jason. A lot of good stuff there. Yeah, there really is. I enjoy watching that stuff on Trigger King. I was checking it out before the show. I like the Xbox. Yeah, there's, I mean, a, there's an Xbox truck there. I know. You always, you always find the uh, the video game related. Yeah, I was like, uh, whoa, truck, this Xbox promos. And... You were saying that uh, Xbox sponsored... Uh, or Microsoft sponsored a truck at one time. Yeah, they Full actually size. sponsored the Bigfoot truck. That's where that Xbox truck, I think, came from. And oh. 
uh, I don't know how long it was, you know, if it was a year or two years or whatever, but they actually had a video game. I think that's where it came, the whole thing oh, okay. came from. Is, uh, yeah, they had, they had a video game. <clears throat> and I think there actually still is a game. I don't remember. Well, they have like the Monster Jam stuff. games and stuff. I don't know what else they have out there, but I do know the Monster Jam games do exist to this day. There's one called Monster Truck Destruction, I think. Oh, okay. But I, I can't remember the, the, the one that Bigfoot was a part of. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Uh, hey, There's... you guys, you guys uh, forgot to pick the favorite question. Do you have one, Jason? You're, since you're giving away the body here. Out of all those questions that you asked there, uh, which one do you... Uh... Oh, you'll have yeah, to go back me... and look at them. I, I just got to cruise over it. Okay. I'll, I'll come up with something. We'll make here. an announcement I'm, on the Facebook while page. While, well, while you're talking, I can I can look at it. While I'm talking? Yeah, you, you're you're talking. I am? Okay. Yeah, you, you have a lot to talk about. I do? Mm-hmm. Uh, visit our Facebook page. Uh, we'll make a post <laughs> there about who wins. Facebook.com slash Radio Impound. Um, find our decals at Stick at One racing.com and Jason do you know if Stick It One still makes the hats because I can't seem to find it on their website I would like to order another Rip JC hat uh, I think they do I can't seem to find it on the site but uh, I'll look I'll look again but you can get a cool hat like mine with the Rip logo on it I got the J Concepts logo on it Made by Stick It One Flex Fit Hat. I love it. It's an awesome hat. A listener bought that for me and sent it to me as a gift one time. So I remember that. Yeah. Uh, so you can get our decals there. The logo's there. You know, our logo's on their site in the drop-down menu. And people ask me about that, where they can get the decals. Carpies.com, you can get T-shirts made up there also. Visit them. Visit our good friend Paul Lemieux at gravityrc.com. We have to get Paulie back on the show, but Paulie shows us a lot of love by running the logo and so forth. Good friend of mine back in the day, Chicago show, we used to party. It was a lot of fun. Paul Lemieux. Are you partied? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good times. Love Chicago. Fourth uh, of July is coming up. I don't know if we'll have another episode that drops before then. If not, uh, be safe out there. Make sure you uh, to light the fuse. Uh, you just want to hold it close to your face so you can see that you're lighting it and uh, uh, hold it in your hand as long as possible. Because then when you throw the firecracker, it'll explode in the air. It's a lot of fun. What? <laughs> so make sure you guys do that. Fourth of July coming up on Wednesday. I'm That's sure next Wednesday. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be celebrating, right, Jason? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's next Wednesday. <clears throat> and I'm sure Jay Concepts will be running some kind of 4th of July sale, so have a keep a lookout for that on jconcepts.net. You know what, actually, uh, I think the question here, uh, let, let, me, let, me, let me just confirm here. There's a lot of good questions, so it's going to be hard to pick. Yeah, I think I got it narrowed down. Let me just check one more thing here. Okay. Uh, Jason's checking to make sure they're not overseas. (laughs) 
the shit. Actually, that's a good point. <laughs> let me let me let me look for that. Yeah. Head on over to patreon.com slash radio impound if you'd like to win some prizes. Jason's all Jason always sends us some cool stuff that we give away. And uh, I got some photos up on uh, um, Jake Ingstrom recently posted a photo of the Mayfield body that he won. I saw that. Yeah. That's good. Good stuff. I, I like when the guys send okay. photos. Send photos with you in it. it. It you know it really helps out. Shows everybody I'm giving away these prizes. All right, Jason's found a winner for the 2008. I like. Go ahead. I actually like. Um... Jason likes his I question. I like Charlie. <laughs> I, I like, yeah. <laughs> I, I like Charlie Mack's questions here. We okay. actually didn't cover. There was two two parts of it that we didn't cover. Oh, but yeah, he that's actually right. has. Yeah. He actually has like, um, I'd say, you know, he's probably got four or five questions in this in this thing. So I, I think Charlie Mack is getting a win on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like he he has the most amount of questions. He's got some about. Monster trucks. He's got real trucks in here. He's got uh, talking about truggies mm-hmm. um, and the neck and Ithmar class. And uh, yeah, he, he's got two questions here that are actually. Yeah, I, I meant to touch on those for you. They're, those are really good for you there. Yeah. In fact, um, hey, he's basically saying that there was recently there was a live RC poll. Mm-hmm. Asking if there should be another Ifmar Worlds class, and he said, "Well, if will Nitro Truggy ever reach that stage?" And well, this is kind of a sore subject with me, oh. um, in a in a way because there, I think if you added together all the the trucks that have sold in RC versus all the buggies, I think trucks would actually be the number one selling RC vehicle um, in, in RC. Like there's more trucks probably ever sold than there has been buggies. And um, and then we don't and but we don't have a world for it. So to me it's kind of a crime that there's never been a truck world champion. No. Um, and I never but, understood that back then. I was when I was a kid. I was like, "Why isn't there a world championship for trucks?" Well, it's mm-hmm. mostly because it doesn't. The truck classes aren't very popular in other countries. That's the real reason. Hmm. Okay. But if you put all the sales together, if you put all the sales together, I think trucks are the number one uh, selling RC vehicle. So I think it's. Um, when short course was hot, I think a short course world champion would have been really cool. Would have been maybe the one of the funnest events we could have put on in that 2011 to 12, 13 range. If we would have had a short course world during that time range, it would have been really cool. Um, at this point, I don't think it would be that fun anymore. Um, Truggy, I think, is probably one of the funnest classes to watch uh, on Live RC or watching it live. Truggies are awesome. Yep, I agree. 
Um, I, I think a, a Worlds for that would look really cool. It probably wouldn't carry, you know, a lot of weight out there. But I think if you were to say you were going to have a Truggy World Champion uh, championship race, uh, I think it would be big. Uh, I think people would really like to watch it. Um, because you could make a really cool track for it, something you haven't made before. Um, there's just a lot you could do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it pro- that would probably be the coolest looking one. Um, I think if you would have ran the short course one at the, in the proper range of years, it would have been really big for the industry. I think the industry... Um, would have really enjoyed that one. But the Truggy, from a spectator standpoint, would be amazing. Um, stadium truck. Um, I mean, I, I think we should have had stadium truck in the 90s. You know, around 94, 95, 96 probably would have been the best time to have a, a stadium truck world champion. Um, that would have been the time period, I think, for that stadium truck. I think now people would I think people would pay attention, but I don't think it it would probably be that interesting really. Um, and what's the other thing I was thinking about for a world championship? I think those are those were the three. I think, yeah, so those, that's the three breakdown. Will we see one of those? I don't think we will ever see it. Mm. Um, I wish they would, but um, the one I think it has, um, one of the classes that would be a cool world to run would be e-buggy. You know, we already have a plenty buggy worlds, but... E-Buggy would actually be a really cool world championships because you could run it the format just like you run um, the electric, you know, five or six rounds of qualifying, triple. <clears throat> but in this situation, you'd run triple 10-minute mains, which I think would be really cool. Yeah. So I don't think it would be hard to run a E-Buggy world championship, and I think that has some worldwide uh, uh, competition that would probably get involved. And, um, and so his other question here was the the history of monster trucks going from bashing to truggy racing. And well, this is actually a whole other – well, we'd have to cover this on a whole other show because it's a huge topic. But a lot of RC racing has its roots in monster trucks. You know, stadium trucks started as monster truck. Um, Truggies started as monster trucks. Um, a lot of RC racing classes started as calling them monster trucks. And you, know, you look around, you know, they, they always talk about the RC-10 coming out in 84 or whatever it was, 84, 85. Well, the Quad Buster came out in 85, and it's still around today. They're still selling the Quad Buster. So... Um, that was the first like RC monster truck sort, you know, it 
with that big size. And there's something to be said for the staying power of, of the big trucks. And I, I think the reason is, is because they make perfect RC cars. You can drive them anywhere, um, drive them in the grass, the gravel, the dirt. You can jump curbs. You can drive over plants. and You can do all kinds of stuff with an RC monster truck that you can't do. You know, on-road car, you can only do certain things with it. You know, you're super limited. And, you know, you take it in the grass, gets stuck. The dirt, it's destroyed. You know, gravel, it's destroyed. Like, you know, this, you can only do certain things with it. Mm. And the monster truck's the most versatile RC car. So I think that's why it's always going to be around an RC, because it might actually make it a better RC car than it makes a real vehicle. Because hmm. uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a perfect play vehicle. So anyway, I, I mean, we can go into that later about the, yeah, we'll all the classes. And, but yeah. But there you have it. Charlie Mack, congratulations. You win the 2008 Ford F-150 custom painted and autographed by Jason and Fred. That's Isn't right. Any better than that. Not at all. All right. Have a uh, great weekend. Good luck to the team at AMS and and uh, all yep. the Rip fans that are there racing. Best of luck. Attack. Yeah, already going doing well. Yeah, attack. <clears throat> yeah. It's, what is that? Order, order you to... I order you to attack, soldiers. That's right. There you go. J.R. Mitch, lead the way. Mayfield, <laughs> lead the way. Get busy! Yeah! All right. Big thanks again to Doug Welker. Awesome show. Episode 178 in the books. Later. <laughs>